Spring of Life Fellowship and the vision of changing the world invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Let's listen to our guest. Good night, everybody. How's everybody? Tonight is a, it's an honor for me to share here for several reasons. It's the first time that I'm sharing in English. And uh, a lot of people that I know has preached in this, in this pulpit. Between them, we have Pastor Joaquin, who preaches here all the time. I have my father-in-law has preached here. My brother-in-law has preached here. But you know what? My dad has preached here. And it's just amazing. If I can follow his footsteps, I know that this will be amazing. And um, I'm working on something. I'm working on a book that's called The Bittersweet Symphony. And it's based on how to pass from bitterness to sweet, from bitter to sweet. And um, I want to start by saying that bitterness is a blessing that hasn't been fulfilled yet. Listen, bitterness is a blessing that hasn't been fulfilled yet. Transform your bitterness into blessings by the power of praying and crying out with all your heart. Tonight we're going to share a story in First of Samuel 1. And it's the story of Hannah and Elkanah. Now there was certain men of Ramadim, Sophim, on the mountains of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Heroam, and the son of Elu, the son of Tohu, the son of Suf, and Ephraimit. And he had two wives. The name of the one of one was Hannah, and the other one was Penina. And Penina had children. But Hannah had no children. This man went up from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord of hosts at Shiloh. Also the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phineas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And whenever the time came for Elkanah to make an offering, he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah, he would give double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had close her womb. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because of the Lord had closed her womb. So it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat Hannah's bow. Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat, and why is that your heart is grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? So Hannah rose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli, the priest, was sitting on the seat by the doorpost on the tabernacle of the Lord. The priest was sitting on the seat by the doorstop. And, and she was bit, with bitterness of soul, and she prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look unto my affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give to him, to the Lord, all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli watched her mouth. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she was drunk. 
So he, so Ali said to her, "How long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from from you." But Hannah answered and said, "No, my lord, I am not a woman. I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maid servant a wicked woman." For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered her and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of to him. And she said, Let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate, and her face was no longer sad. Then they rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord and returned. And, and, and came to their house in Ramaha, and Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So it came to pass in the process of the time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked for the Lord, for, because I asked from the Lord. So I want to talk on the subject, how to pass from bitterness to sweet. We can see in this story this woman named Hannah that she was troubled by, by Penina all the time. And she was always making fun of her and always um, trying to put her down because she hasn't, she hasn't got any kids because the Lord didn't, didn't allow her to have kids. Now, in the story, I want, I want us to see it from the perspective of Hannah and see, and see how many times we, we as Christians have been suffering for things that happen to us, for things that other people tell us, and we have anguish in our hearts. I want you to think for a minute, what's the, what's, what's the bitterness that you have in your heart, the hurt that you have given, the, the hurt, what is deep in your heart? It can be the, the, your, your finances, it can be a relative, it can be a, your job, it can be that a relative hasn't met Christ yet, it can be your health. There's many things that it can the, 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 that can be causing you this anguish in your heart. But I want to show you how that can become your, your biggest blessing. We see that the, the Hannah didn't have kids. And um, just think for a moment what's your, your deepest, deepest sorrow. Just each of you. If you have something that's bothering you, something that's been chasing you for years, or whatever it is that, that hounds you down, just think of it right now. Because we're going we're gonna to set you free of that, and, and we're going to make you pass that into a blessing. Now, in, 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 in life, this happens the same. You know that the name Penina means precious stones. And the name Hannah means grace of God. And this show me, this revelation shows me that the precious stones of the precious things of this world are always making fun of the grace of God. It's always making fun of the, of the grace of God. And we, and we have the grace of God upon which grace we can do everything. The grace of God is better than the precious stones. Another interesting fact in this story is that Elkanah means God has redeemed or God has created. So we can see how God has created precious stones and he has given us his grace. And his grace is always, his, his precious stones are always trying to make fun of his grace. But if we read the story, it says that Elkanah gave Penina her share, but he kept a special thing, a special portion, and gave it to Hannah because he loved Hannah. And that's the way that God's with us. Maybe he hasn't given you yet whatever, the, whatever it is that you're wishing for, but he has given you his grace. 
Don't allow the precious things of this world to bother you in your daily walk. Don't allow that those things that are outside this wall, outside your heart, bother you and, and, and just get connected to what it is in your heart. On verse 4, we see that, on verse 4 and 5, we see that Elkanah gave the portion to Penina, but also says, into Hannah he gave a worthy portion because he loved Hannah, but the Lord shook her womb. Let me tell you something. The Lord loves you. Even if you don't have that thing that you're wishing for, or even if you're hurt inside, he loves you. And, and, and let, me, let me show you something else. We know that God's amazing and that God's enough for everything in our life. Remember that we were thinking in, in, in the needs that we have, and, and, and I asked you this at the beginning, and say, please think what is, what is bothering you and what's the anguish in your heart, what's the bitterness that you have in your heart. And it's because of this. We see that Elkanah, which means God has created and God has redeemed, is asking us, why are you crying? And then you can put your name on it. Why are you crying, Javier? Why are you crying, Steph? Why are you crying, Jurgen? Why are you crying? He has everything. Why are you crying? Why aren't you eating? Why, why be downhearted just because you have no children? You have me. Isn't that better than having 10 sons? Isn't having the Lord better than having whatever it is that we need to have? But let me, let me be honest with you and, and put ourselves in our human condition. We know that the, that the Lord is enough for every situation. We know that the Lord is more than capable to supply all our needs. But does this take our sorrow away? As humans, does knowing this takes your sorrow away? If it does, that's amazing. If it does, this is an amazing blessing. Because as, as, he, as he can ask you this tonight, why are you crying? He can also give you the same answer, you have me. But again, in our human condition, we might still have those needs or feelings that we want to be taken away from us. So the next step to get this blessing that we're talking is... In, in, the, in the verses where it says, once after the sacrificial meal at Shiloh, Hannah got up and went to pray. Eli the priest was sitting in his customary place besides the entrance of the tabernacle. Hannah was deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. We sometimes don't understand or think that praying bitter, in a bitter way or crying in anguish is something bad. But let me tell you, when you're, when you're crying, and talking to the Lord, you're letting your feelings go. It's the only time where you can truly express your heart. It's the only time that God will be able to understand your heart. If you keep your feelings to yourself, you won't be, you won't be taking this kind of prayer. It doesn't matter how loud you pray. It matters how deep you are connected to God. Amen. And this is the answer that we can see here as, as it says, and she made this vow, O Lord of heaven of the armies, if you look upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you. He will be yours for his entire life, for his entire lifetime, as a sign that he has been dedicated to the Lord. His hair will never be cut. As she prayed to the Lord, Eli watched her, seeing her lips moving, but, her, but hearing no sound. He thought she had been drinking, but music 
but, and, and, and asked her, Monsieur, come here drunk? He demanded, throw away your wine. Oh, no, sir, she replied. I haven't been drinking wine or anything stronger, but I am discouraged, and I was pouring out my heart to the Lord. Don't think I am a wicked woman, for I have been praying out of my great anguish and sorrow. You see, sometimes we think that praying needs to be about being loud. But it actually has to be about pouring your heart to God. So God can know your needs and, and he can supply your needs. And this is amazing because he, he, you can see that the, the priest even thought she was drunk because he couldn't hear her. So I want to tell you that you can pray in such a way that's so powerful that you don't even need to say words aloud. But it has to be such a prayer that you have to, put, to pour your heart out. So... Let me ask you, when was the last time that you prayed for something with this kind of conviction? When was the last time that you prayed this way? That you put your heart out? That you cried out to the God? That you were bitter? That you were anguished? But you cried out? What was the la when was the last time that you did this? We need to understand several things. Because it's our responsibility to do this, to pray. Maybe God hasn't given us what we want, but he has given us what we need. And actually, he has given us the ability to get what we want if we work and if we pray. So it's just amazing the responsibility that we have here. Let me share with you um, a story that I know of this lady who was a godly woman. And uh, she had a son. And as, as she was always in the, in the house of the Lord. His son was aside from the church and didn't want to hear about it. And um, he, had, he had a car accident in which the car was completely wrecked. She went, she, she went to see him and nothing has happened to him. It was a moment of great sorrow. They were really worried about what had happened. The police have to cut the car to get him out. But nothing has happened to this, to this young man. Nothing at all. And then he came back to his wicked ways and started doing everything he wanted again. And now this time he had another car accident. And, and, and this time it was serious. This time he broke his liver in three parts. And he almost died. And at that time this woman was still praying. And, 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 and the young man went, went to the clinic. And when he was there being treated there at the clinic... The doctor said that it was, there was a 90% chance that he wouldn't make it. And at this time, the son was in such a good relationship with God out of that pain that the Lord told this woman, I'm going to take your son now. Because he has a good relationship with me right now. If I let, it, if, if, if I let him stay, he will go to hell. And this woman cried out her heart. And the, the reason why this story touched me so much is because it's my story. <laughs> and, and that woman was my mother. And she cried out in such a way that I'm able to share this message with you tonight. If something was worth it for somebody here, the Lord preserved me to, to confess this thing to you tonight. And to show you how you can be intentional in your life. How you can cry out to the Lord with, with such an anguish that you can see your, everything fulfilled in your life. 
we see the prayer that, that, that Hannah did. And let me, let me give you three points that I see here in this prayer. Why it was so efficient. You have to pray to God with a sincere condition of your heart. In the case of Hannah, it was the deep anguish while crying bitterly. When you cry for something, you let your feelings go. And you can't express the true nature of your condition. When you don't let go your feelings and keep them deep inside, you can't pray that prayer. Because we, we won't truly be giving your heart to God. You're only giving your heart to God in prayer when you're pouring out your, your heart to God. It's the only way that you can connect with God. Remember, it, it's not about how loud you are, but how deep you connect with God. Pour your heart into God in such a way that you will be sad no more. In this story, it's, it, it amazes me to read that after she prayed that prayer with all her heart, she poured out her heart in bitterness, in, 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 in angry. When she put out her heart, it says after that, and then she was sad no more. So let me tell you, there is an amazing power when you share and you put your heart out in such a way that you're sad no more when you finish praying. Because you know that the Lord has listened to your prayers. You know what? Because it was sincere. Because you opened your heart. Because God now sees the, the sincere condition of your heart. But you have to open up. The second thing that I see in, in, in this story is that she, the, Hannah identified what, what she was praying for. Be specific. Be specific. We need to be more intentional in our life. We shouldn't leave things to chance or faith. We need to be intentional. We, lead, we need to leave things to prayer and to faith, which is the opposite of chance and faith. We have to be intentional. When was the last time that you prayed for something in an intentional matter? When was the last time that you blessed your children in an intentional way so you can mark their future? When was the last time that, that you were intentional about something? We need to be intentional. And the third point of this prayer that I can see, it says, give it to God whatever you're praying for. Once you get entrusted into, when you get it, entrusted into his hands, and you will see the fully potential fulfilled, and reach of, and reach, and you will reach something that will never end. You know what? Make an eternal Im impact in this not eternal life, so you can have eternal joy. Listen to me. Make an eternal impact in this not eternal life, so you can have eternal joy. We have to. We have to give it to God. We see that when Hannah was praying this prayer out of her heart, she truly wasn't saying, I want it for me. She truly was saying, God, give me a son that he can serve you. And that's the same, the same condition as we, we have to ask the things that we, that we have. God, give me a better job so I can help with my finances. God, give me a, a better health so I can give my time to you. You know what? Sometimes we're so selfish that the things that we ask, we ask it for us. And the only way to multiply is when you give. You know that, that you save when you, when you save, but you multiply when you invest. 
So you need to invest your life. You need to invest whatever it is that you are asking to God. Give it to him. This is so amazing at the end of the story when it says, The entire family got up early the next morning and went to worship the Lord one, once more. Then they returned to home to Ramah. When Elkanah slept with Hannah, the Lord remembered her plea. God never forgets what you ask him for with a sincere heart. And in due time, she gave birth to a son, and she named him Samuel. For she said, I have asked the Lord for him. You know that that's what the name Samuel means? I have asked the Lord for him? What, what we can see that after taking those steps in prayer, she knew that God will give her what she truly wanted. She was sad no more. She can trust God. Because... We read, we read this, El, El, Elkanah slept with Hannah, and the Lord remembered her plea. God never forgets when you ask with all your heart for the right reasons so he can do more through what he will give you. So the only reason why you can ask these things to God is so you can be a blessing to others. Is the, we, we see here, and, and I will get to the end of the story, soon um, the name Samuel means I have asked the Lord what are the Samuels of your life what have you asked for the Lord where's the evidence of your of, of your Samuels you have to have some that you have asked the Lord and you can see it you can feel it and and it had it doesn't have to be the last one have 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 you given back to God? When he gave you a Samuel, did you give it back to the Lord? Or you kept it for yourself? The blessing comes when you can give it to another. When you can serve others what God has given you. Let me, let me see something that's so amazing. That you know that Samuel, now we know that about the life of Samuel. And he anointed the first two kings of Israel. He anointed King David. And if, if he wouldn't have anointed King David, maybe Jesus would have come from the, from the royal family. And you know what? You can trace all back to this prayer in anguish by this woman who believed in God, who poured out her heart to God so he can fulfill whatever it is that, that she was asking for. So it's amazing how, how this woman make a change in, in the future generation, generations. She made an impact that even to today, we have Christ as part of the royal descendants. It's, that's so amazing. That amazes me. What is your promise or what's your vow to God with what you're asking him for? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? She gave it back to God. And we know the story of Samuel. He was an amazing man of God. He said yes to the Lord when he heard him as a child. And, but it was such an impact. And it's only after that you have gone through all the pain. And when you have, take, when you have taken out all your anguish and all your bitterness. That God can do a miracle in your life. And you will too be available to make the amazing declaration that the grace of God did. Because you know what? I was reading these scriptures day after day after day. And, and I was seeing how, how 
she was talking out of anguish. That was really something that impacted my life because many times I have prayed and, and maybe I haven't been serious enough for what I haven't been praying. But you know what? I grew up in a, in a pastoral family and I have seen my parents crying out to the Lord in this way to get things done for the work of God. So I know how it is. And, and, and I have sometimes maybe let go and not pray this way. But you know what? I pray this way every day. We pray like this with my wife every day. We're specific. We pour out our hearts to God so he can do more through us and know that we can have more, more just because of him. And what is so amazing about the story is that it didn't end with, with Hannah having a kid and then, yeah, she took the kid and, and, and presented to God when he was old enough. And he served the Lord all his life, as we all know. But at the end of everything, Hannah prayed this prayer. And this, this should be the declaration that all of us who have the grace of God should do. It says, my heart rejoices. This is First Samuel 2. My heart rejoices in the Lord. The Lord has made me strong. Now I have an answer for my enemies. I rejoice because of you rescue me. No one is holy like you, Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Stop acting so proud and haughty. Don't speak with such an arrogance. For the Lord is God who knows what you have done. He will judge you for your actions. The bow of the, bow of the mighty is now broken and those who stumble are now strong those who were well fed are now starving and those who were starving are now full the childless woman now has seven children and the woman with many children wastes away the lord gives both death and life he he, he brings some down to the grave but raises other up the Lord makes me make some poor and others rich he brings some down and lifts others up he lifts the poor from the dust and the needy from the garbage dump. He sets, the, um, he sets them among princes, placing them in seats of honor. For all the earth is the Lord's, and he has set the world in order. He will protect his faithful ones, but the wicked will disappear in darkness. No one will succeed by strength alone. Those who fight against the Lord will be shattered. The, the, he, he thunders against them from heaven. The Lord judges throughout the earth. He gives power to his king. He increases the strength of his anointed one. What an amazing declaration that this woman is doing. Do you see what was the, the, the fruit of the first prayer? That the second prayer is this such powerful declaration. That our God is strong. That our God is mighty. And this is a woman that was consumed by bitterness it says it says in the story that year after year after year penina make fun of her and haunted her and make her cry and this was year after year after year now what has been in your life that has causing you anguish and pain year after year after year after year just think about that and there is a way for you to get out of it connect with god Pour your heart in such a way that the deepest of, of your soul connects with God. You know that's something amazing that the heart is one of the first things that's created on a baby. And it starts um, moving even before the rest of the body. You know why? Because God is connected to our heart. That's why he has to come and live within our heart later on. 
But that's the way that he's connected with, with us. So I want to give everybody the opportunity or to somebody the opportunity. Um, Chris, if you help me here. And, and we're going to pray uh, a prayer. And I want you to be intentional. If you have something that's been causing you pain, I want to give you this chance to pass here to the altar. And while we sing, pray to the guard. Pray to God with with such with such uh, a feeling with with all your heart. If you have something that you need prayer for, do it tonight. You know that this time is the perfect time. I mean, from now we, nobody knows what we're gonna do. The Lord has come can come. You can have an accident. We wish not. But the best time to do things is now. If you have something that's been, that's been troubling your heart, put it out to God. You don't have to be loud. You don't have to be screaming. You don't have to. to some people express it like that. Not everybody. But just I, what I ask you is to be, to be connected to God. Feel the prayer. Put your, put your heart out. So if, if, if you want to pray for something, I ask you to pass here as well. We're saying, I'm not going to lead in prayer as I want you to pray. I want you to come here and you pray. You give it out your heart to God and put your relationships and put your finances and put your health. Whatever it is that you need, put it up to God. Don't let, don't let this opportunity pass because you never know when you're going to have another opportunity to pray in this way. Thank you, Lord. You can come at the front at any moment.